Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Hello, 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 hello. Welcome to the Naughty But Nice Show. I'm your host, Rob Shooter. It's Friday. Normally on Friday, uh, our dearie friend, Corey Andrew, joins us. But today, uh, we're going to do things a little different. We're going to have an entire show dedicated to Queen Elizabeth II. It's just going to be me and you, Naughties, talking uh, about Queen Elizabeth. Obviously, lots and lots of news. But I wanted to spend the next 15, 20 minutes going through some really interesting, unusual, fantastic facts about this incredible human being. Today, I want to celebrate her, talk about some of the most amazing things in her life, really spend a moment just enjoying this fantastic life. So you might not know this, but Queen Elizabeth was not born heir apparent to the throne. For the first 10 years of her life, Princess Elizabeth was a relatively minor royal. Think of the status today of Princess Eugenie. That's basically the life that Queen Elizabeth thought she was going to have. She never ever thought she was going to be queen. And when her father's brother, her uncle, abdicated, that's when everything changed. So they did not know that was going to happen when she was born. And she wasn't born in a palace. In fact, she was born in a London townhouse. 
So instead of Buckingham Palace or one of the great castles, she was born in a very fancy neighbourhood. She still uh, was a princess. She was born in Mayfair. uh, And the house that she was born in has since been demolished. It was demolished in 1937. Now there's a Chinese restaurant on the location, the site of where her birthplace was. Once again, this proves that they did not know, she did not know uh, that she was going to have this extraordinary, this extraordinary life. Now, she always knew she was a princess. Don't take that away from her, but she did not think she was going to be the queen. When she was little, her younger sister, Margaret, gave her the nickname that Lilibet was her nickname because Margaret had trouble pronouncing Elizabeth. Elizabeth, that's a difficult name for a young child. Now, at the time, Princess Elizabeth, she called her sister Margot, and that name stuck for the rest of their lives. They didn't go to school. So Elizabeth and Margaret, they were tutored by very fancy teachers that came over to their house from Eton College, which at the time was boys only still. Can you imagine? Boys only. And get this, she learned about religion from the Archbishop of Canterbury. So once again, they didn't go to school. They were tutored at home. She joined the British women's branch of the army during World War II. She really wanted to be of service. And a lot of people left London. They were out of London. No, Princess Elizabeth stayed in London and actually worked for the army and get a flat tyre on the motorway, the highway. You want Queen Elizabeth sitting next to you because she can change that tyre. Elizabeth and her husband had known each other since childhood. Philip first met Elizabeth when she was only eight years old. He was 14. Both attended the wedding of Princess Marina of Greece and Prince George. That's another of her uncles. So they both attended this wedding. That's when they first met each other. Now, this is where it gets a little bit, a little bit odd. Philip is actually her cousin. So Prince Philip and Queen Elizabeth are third cousins. They both share the same great, great grandparents who are Queen Victoria and Prince Albert. Can you imagine Queen Victoria and Prince Albert? Now, she didn't tell her parents that she was getting married. Her parents, in fact, would only approve of this wedding if they both waited to announce it after her 21st birthday party. So the official announcement came nearly a year after these two got together. She promised to devote her life to public service on that 21st birthday party during a radio broadcast from Cape Town. She committed herself to a life of public service. And I think we can all agree she kept that promise. So she also got to choose her own surname. Technically, uh, the Queen's last name is Windsor, chosen by George V in 1917 after the family wanted to distance themselves from their German-sounding name during World War I. So they didn't become Windsors until 1917. They were looking for a new name. They wanted to get away from their German roots and nothing sounds more British 
Van Windsor. So that name was completely invented. They got to choose that name. Then in 1960, when they got married, Elizabeth and Philip adopted the official surname Windsor Mountbatten. His last name was Mountbatten. Her last name was Windsor. Because she was going to be the Queen of England, though, she didn't want to take on his name. And so they joined their names together. And the rest of her life, she was Elizabeth Windsor Mountbatten. She used the London Tube for the very first time in May 1939. Can you believe this? The Queen on the Tube. She also visited a tube again. Many years later, she waited 30 years, 1969, for the opening of the Victoria Line. That's the very first time and the second time. I don't think she's done it any other time, but Queen Elizabeth at one point did go on the Tube, which we know as the subway. Her coronation was televised against her wishes. In 1952, Queen Elizabeth officially transcended to the throne. She was just 25 years old. Now, she is notoriously camera shy. Even later on in her life, she never really got used to the cameras. She didn't want photographs taken of her wedding, and she didn't want, she certainly didn't want the event televised. But a commission chaired by her husband, Prince Philip, they decided that to televise the event would be a very good idea. And they convinced the Queen of this. And so she finally said yes, she would let her coronation be televised. But there was one caveat, a big deal here. No close-ups of her face. So for the first time, the cameras were invited into Westminster Abbey. Over 277 million people around the world got to watch this. In fact, television sales soared. People went out and bought TVs just to watch this. There's a reason that she wears those bright neon ensembles. I love it. You've seen pictures of her always in bright, bright colours. So her royal biographer said the reason she does that is so that you are able to see her from far away. She knows she's the queen. She knows you're probably not going to get that close to her. She knows people want to see her. So she always wears something shockingly bright. A very good idea. She uses her purse to signal to her staff. So her handbag is basically a communication tool for her. And when she puts it on different sides of her, it signals to her staff what she wants. They've got this secret code. I'd tell you what all the details are, but they won't tell us. The staff have confirmed this that, yes, she does use her handbag as a secret code. (laughs) However, they won't tell us quite what she means, but if you're seated and she puts her bag on her left, it means something different from her bag on her right. If she opens up her purse, she wants something different. Talking about opening up her purse, the only time she ever carried cash was Sundays when she went to church so she could put some money in the donation. So when they have the donation plates that go around, she doesn't want to be the only person not putting any money in. So she only carries money on a Sunday. She's also the only person in Britain who can drive without a license plate on her car. She's the queen. She doesn't need a license plate. And she also doesn't need a passport. When she travels around the world, she 
doesn't have a passport. Wouldn't that be fantastic? No more looking for your passport the night before your trip. You don't need one if you're Queen Elizabeth. She's the longest reigning monarch in British history. So next to her was Queen Victoria. Now she was on the throne for 63 years, seven months and two days. So Queen Elizabeth now has exceeded that. She's been on the throne over 72 years. Now, yes, King Louis of France was king longer than her, but he became king when he was four years old. So they say she's the longest serving monarch, which means she was actually doing the job. At four years old, you've got somebody else doing the job. There have been six popes, six popes during Queen Elizabeth's reign, and she's been served by 15 prime ministers. Just a few days ago, it was 14, but she signed in that prime minister just a few days ago, who's also called Elizabeth. Her very first prime minister was Winston Churchill. Winston Churchill. It gives you a sense of history around this extraordinary woman. So although her birthday is on April 21st, it's actually celebrated in June. The event is known as the Trooping of the Colour. We've talked about this amazing event. It features the royal family in a procession through London, and then they end up waving from Buckingham Palace balcony. They did this because many centuries ago, the king decided his birthday, which was in the winter, was not a good time to celebrate. So he created a birthday in June, and to this day, that is when the monarch officially celebrates their birthday. So technically, they have two birthdays, one in June and whatever day they were born. Queen Elizabeth speaks fluent French. That's right. She speaks fluent French and a few other languages too. She would argue she's not fluent in them, but people say she's really, really good. Also too, we know that she loves her corgis. She's She has owned over 30 during her reign. 30 different corgis. Her very first one, though, was called Susan, and it was a gift on her 18th birthday in 1944. Her last corgi, Whisper, died in 2018. Since then, she has pretty much created her own breed of dog called Dorgies. It's a cross between a corgi and a dog's hound, and this happened by chance. So what happened is one of the Queen's corgis mated, mated with Princess Margaret's dog's hound, and that's how dorgies arrived. It's amazing, isn't it? These dogs have become such a big part of her public image. The Queen technically owns all the swans, all the swans, in the UK. Just a little fascinating fact. If you see a swan in the UK, it doesn't matter where you see it, the swan is technically owned by Queen Elizabeth. Obviously, though, before the swans or even the dorgies or the corgis came her first love, horses. She began riding at the age of four years old when she received her first pony, it was a Shetland named Peggy, and it was a gift from her grandfather, King George V, when she was just four years old. She still loves to ride her horses in Windsor and Balmoral. She also breeds horses, and she's an expert at it. She has about 25 horses that are royal studs any season. She's a brilliant brilliant horsewoman and everybody in the business of horses loves to know her opinion she loves to go to the races she often puts down a little bet and she often wins
So this story made me smile. Even the monarch can sometimes go undercover. So on a trip to Scotland, she bumped into she met some American tourists, and when the tourist asked if she lived locally, she mentioned that she did live in a house nearby. And when they asked if she'd ever met the Queen, she simply pointed to her security and said, "No." But he has. The security guard confirmed this story. He said they had no idea they were talking to Queen Elizabeth, and I think this is something about her that is so wonderful. For somebody so rich, worth billions of dollars, she lived quite. A modest life. Now, don't laugh at me here, because yes, she lives in a palace, but she wasn't flashy. She went on vacation to Scotland. She would rather be in the country with her horses and her doggies than anywhere else. She did not like ostentatious wealth. She really didn't. I know I'm talking about a queen here, and it sounds ridiculous, but that's how she liked. Liked to live, isn't that fascinating? Also, too, the queen doesn't have to pay any taxes, but she chose to anyway. So the queen volunteers to pay income tax and capital gain taxes since 1992. That's when. Everything changed when there was a fire at Windsor Castle, and the public was really angry about having to pay for the renovation. She said, "No, no, no! I'm going to pay." And then moving forward, she did pay taxes. People forget that Queen Elizabeth survived an assassination attempt. So during the 1981 Trooping of the Colour, her official birthday, shots rang out, and she survived that attempt. Since then, her security was increased considerably, but the nation was shocked that anyone could get this close to the Queen. And then, just one year later, in 1982, when her security should have been at its peak, an intruder. Got into her bedroom. A man climbed over the palace's barbed wire fence. He shimmied up a drain pipe, and he eventually made it into the queen's bedroom. <gasps> Thankfully, she was not harmed. I like this story. So the queen's drink of choice is gin. She loves a gin. So the gin she she has, she likes it with a, a slice of lemon. On the rocks, and she has one every day before lunch. She also too enjoys a glass of wine and the occasional glass of champagne. The Queen's on social media, so she joined Twitter in July 2009 and sent her very first tweet. Then, but since then, her page has been maintained by her staff. She's not on it herself. She's not there tweeting away herself. This, hopefully. Gives you an insight into the amazing woman, Queen Elizabeth. Now I know while you're listening, you might question what tense we're using. I just still can't get over all of this. I know that my entire life there has never been another monarch. Never. I read a new statistic that 90% of people living in Britain have only ever known. Queen Elizabeth as their monarch because she's been on the throne for so long, over seventy years. Most people only know her. Obviously, a transition is going to be really difficult, really painful. It's going to be something that we're going to be watching, I think, over the next couple of days, really, really closely. But I think thinking about what I wanted to end and say about this amazing lady is that she was the mother of the nation. 
That's the best way to describe what she does. Friends of mine, American friends, always ask, well, what does she really do? And it's a difficult question to answer because technically she's a constitutional monarch, which means she has very little power. Now, all the power is with Parliament. However, to say that is to underestimate the power that she really had. Her influence, her opinion is something that everybody listened to. I doubt Charles will have that gravitas. He won't. Maybe he will get it over time. But after all those years, she is somebody who we all listen to, who will be deeply, deeply, deeply missed. And somebody who really was, really was the mother of the nation. It's naughty but nice with raw.